you want to go to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22. I want to talk tonight, uh, speak on something. One thing that happens many, many times, uh, this, this will take place in, in church or, uh, you know, after we're around here for a while, hopefully this won't happen, but chances are, you know, since this church um, is mostly made up of human beings. Uh, we're, we might have some issues in this area where uh, you know we like to debate over things and fight over things that are you know sometimes uh, stupid to uh, put it on you know frankly I guess. But one thing that happens is a lot of times people will start uh, they'll take different thing issues and just really go crazy on it and say, you know, this is wrong. Another person's like, no, this is, uh, this is a, you know, an amoral area. They'll talk, like, for example, music. Music is one that people like to debate. You know, they'll say things like, you know, music is amoral. That, you know, there's no such thing as bad music. And, you know, maybe there's bad words in music, but music itself, there's no such thing as bad music. And they'll, there's all these reasons that they'll give for why music can't be bad. Uh, maybe, or they'll even maybe take things like TVs. I know some preachers uh, that they're one thing that they like to do, and you know, I, I guess I'm all for this. I, probably, I don't know if I'll do it here anytime soon. Uh, they'll get a television up on the stage and they'll start preaching as television, and they'll take a bat and smash the TV. <laughs> and uh, just go crazy on the TV talking about how, how horrible the TV is. And, and let me tell you, there's a lot of junk that you can watch on that television for sure. Computers. Uh, I mean, that's something else. That A uh, lot of bad stuff on there. A lot of good stuff too. There's a lot of bad stuff too. And some people will say things like, you know, computer's bad. You know, internet's bad. And, uh, you know, that, and you can argue back and forth. I can, you know, if I if I'm on the side, if I want to be the one that's arguing that the computer is bad, I can tell you all kinds of stories about horrible things that people have done on the computers, things that people are doing through the computers. Well, one program that scared me to death. I don't know if anybody saw it. How many's ever seen? I think it was on NBC to catch a predator. Anybody ever watched that? That scared me to death. They're going and they're doing these sting operations, trying to get these. Uh, predators that are out there, and they were posing as, you know, young girls and young boys, and online, and these they're doing this, and they were getting all kinds of people to come out and try to meet these kids. I couldn't believe how many they were getting at the same house. I'm thinking, good night. They got that many people. There's that many predators out there. I mean, this this is crazy, and I'm. I mean, it, it scared me to death. I thought, man, I'm getting. I'm getting rid of my computer. <laughs> and, uh, and this is crazy. There's all these people online. and uh, I remember hearing about just all the predators that are, uh, like, that are registered on like Facebook and on MySpace. And these are just, I mean, the numbers are huge. And these are just the ones that use their real names, let alone ones using fake names and things. And you're hearing about all that. And it's scary. Just all the junk that's out there. And, people, and some people will go as far as saying, you know, computer's bad. Nobody should be involved in it. I mean, you know, and it can go as far as you've got Amish folks uh, who, you know, I, I respect the Amish in, in many ways, but you know, I think they probably take it a little far uh, with some things. You know, where they dress like they're back in the 
1800s. I mean, they still drive around in horse and buggies, and and yeah, bad things are done with cars sometimes. There's you know drunk driving that goes on. There's uh, you know there's reckless driving, people racing. There's there's all these things that can happen. And so, how do we just figure out and how do we decide when something is bad? And I mean, what is it? And there's one thing that I think people forget about when talking about all these things. But before we get into that exactly, I want us to look at a few things. Uh, one uh, verse I want us to look at, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. It says, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now I know, especially for us men, you know, we're tough. You know, we're always taught stand your ground. Uh, you know, don't you know, don't ever back down from a fight. Don't run. Don't let people know you're scared. And but there's some things that the Bible says that when we see, we ought to run. And it mentions here youthful lust. It says flee those. Flee youthful lust, especially youths. You need to flee youthful lust. There are things out there that are very attractive. There are things that are very deceptive and very deceiving, and some things we need to just flat out run away from. I mean, I mean, run. I, I used to all I used to use that verse in the detention home all the time, and I'm in there talking to these teenagers, and they're most of them pretty rough characters, and I, 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 I'd always kind of play it up with them, and I was like, you know what you ought to do? You know, when you see these, I bring up, I give all these examples, temptations. Maybe your friend comes along and your friend's tempting you uh, maybe to try drugs or do something illegal, something you know you're not supposed to do. You know what you ought to do in that situation? Huh? And they just... Uh, it was like, you ought, I, mean, I mean, you ought to run like a scared little girl. I mean, you ought to just run as fast as you can. And they just look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm too tough for that. And that's the mistake that we're making on many things is we've got to learn to run from some things. We need to know how to handle temptation. And we see real, real quickly, I want us to look at how we're supposed to handle temptation. You don't have to turn to all these Scriptures. But Matthew 6.13, uh, in the, the many people call it the Lord's Prayer. I believe it should be called the Disciples' Prayer. This is a prayer that Jesus told the disciples that they ought to pray. And one of those uh, parts of that says, "...and lead us not into temptation." but deliver us from evil. Temptation is something that all of us, we ought to have the attitude that I don't want. Now, do you think that we can live a life without temptation? Absolutely not. There's temptation out there all over the place. Temptation is everywhere. Temptation is what causes us to sin. We are, you know, we're tempted when we're drawn away of our own lust and enticed. The devil knows how to use things that attracts us. It's the same as um, if you're trying to catch a mouse on a mouse trap. You know, you put the cheese, you put the peanut butter, you put something on there that's going to attract a mouse because and you're trying to trap it. You're trying to catch it. You're giving it something that it likes. And that mouse sometimes will get on those traps. I've, I've watched it before. I've watched it. It's kind of it's kind of funny. You see them on there, and they're you know they're sniffing around. They'll not even start eating a little bit. And they're having a great time. But then all of a sudden, that mousetrap comes down on it, and it's not having fun anymore. It doesn't kill them instantly. Sometimes they wiggle around for a while, and it's pretty sad. 
uh, the way that those things go, I'm surprised the Humane Society you know, hasn't tried putting a stop to those things. Uh, they don't usually care about mice too much. But it, it, it's pretty bad. And um, the devil does the same thing. He puts things out there for us. And I'm telling you, you, you know, especially you know, young people, they'll go and they'll see their friends and they'll see people in the world and they're just having a great time going after things that you and I desire too. Things that are attractive to us too. But as Christians, we need to have faith. We need to trust God and say, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm going to flee that youthful lust. Because while they're having a good time, it's only a matter of time before the devil's trap comes down on them and it's not going to be much fun anymore. Where they're going to be kicking and screaming in that trap trying to get out. They may not ever be able to get out. They may, they may get out permanently damaged. They might, uh, they, but they might not get it all. It might kill them. And that's what sin does. And our prayer would be, Lord, just keep me from temptation. Every day, pray, Lord, keep me from temptation. If you're praying for God to keep you from temptation, there are certain things you're going to be more likely to stay away from. There's going to be places you're going to be less likely to go. If you're praying for God to keep you from the temptation of alcohol, you're going to be, after you pray that prayer, you're going to be a little less likely to go hang out with your buddies at the bar. Because you're wanting God to keep you from temptation. If you're if you're a young person and maybe you know the temptation, I know uh, it's big out there, you know, for with the drugs and everything that's going on. The temptation is going to be there. But if you're praying for that God will keep you from that temptation, you're not going to go to the parties where you know it's at. It's going to affect your decision making. But we ought to pray for God to keep us from the temptation. Um, Luke 22.40 And when He was at the place, He said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And some people will look at that and say, you know, shouldn't we just pray that God gives us the strength to handle the temptation? Why can't we do that? Why is it better to pray for us not to enter temptation? And this is, this is huge right here. This is huge. If people could get this, it would help them avoid so much trouble in their life if, when, when we pray that God will keep us from temptation, what we are admitting is that it's possible for me to give in to that temptation. That's where people get themselves killed or spiritually is when they're thinking, that can't, that's not going to get me. That can't get me. And people that do that, they're usually the ones that are more safe. For example... Uh, I know, and I think it's in Spain. I think it's Spain where they do it. They have the running of the bulls. Have you ever seen that? Is that Spain where they do that? Yeah, they have the running of the bulls, and you watch these guys. They're all out there running. These bulls are chasing them. It's just the stupidest thing you've ever seen in your life. And you'll watch one guy, and he'll go and he'll get gored by one of those bulls, and and you think, why did he do that? And really, there's only one reason that he did that. If that guy would have known that he was going to be the one that the bull got, that he was going to go and get stabbed right in the back with one of them horns, if he knew what it was going to feel like, if he knew it was going to be him, he wouldn't have went out there. But they're all thinking, ah, it's not going to be me and then I can brag that I did it and I survived, whatever. But the thing is, people realize, or they're, they're all thinking, it's not going to be me that gets gored by the bull. And that's what happens with sin. People think it's not going to it's not going to be me that gets nailed. It's not going to happen to me because the truth is, I've never I've never been gored by a bull. 
You know why? I never got in. I never got in uh, involved in one of those things, and I don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to lay. I'm not going to be laying awake in bed tonight thinking, "Man, I sure hope I don't get gored by a bull tomorrow." You know why? Because I'm not planning on running around any of them and getting them to chase me. And people, and people these days are always putting themselves in horrible situations where, and there's almost no. I mean, no hope for them. It's like, why do they do that? Why do they go to that place? Why do they get involved in those kind of things? We need to learn to watch out for temptation. Matthew twenty six forty one. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We've just got it. we've got to admit it and say, that, hey, nobody wants to do wrong. Nobody wants to. You know, we all want to be good people. We want to do right. That's your spirit. Your spirit wants to do right, but your flesh is weak. When you're put in the situation, when you—I mean, for example, just just an easy one. I mean, how many of us have ever gone on a diet and said, "You know what? I am not going to eat certain things for a while. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go a month without going to McDonald's or some or fast food, or whatever." But then something happens. You get hungry, and then you go and you look in the sign, and they got a special. That day, and all of a sudden, you you want to go on a diet, you want to lose weight, you want to do all that stuff, but your flesh is weak, and you go there. I mean, every every New Year's Day, uh, they people they make those resolutions. I'm going to get in shape this year. I'm going to start jogging. I'm going, I'm going to go jogging tomorrow. I'm going to get up early before work, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go run for a mile. And boy, you you want to. Your spirit. Is willing, but what happens when you get when you wake up that morning? The alarm clock goes off. You set your alarm for maybe an hour earlier. Flesh kicks in. Flesh says snooze. <laughs> Nine minutes later, snooze. That's the that's what our flesh does because it's weak. We want to do right. Yeah, we intend to do right. We want to accomplish all those goals, but our flesh always gets in the way. And when we learn to admit that, hey, I am will, I am very capable. Of giving into temptation, I'm very capable of ruining my life. It's going to cause us to run from temptation. First Corinthians ten thirteen. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Whenever you're in a temptation, all right, unless you know, if, unless it's something that you ask for, okay, God's going to sometimes. He, he tests us, and he's gonna. There's gonna be circumstances that come in our life that were out of our control, temptations that you did not ask for. I mean, maybe the devil placed it in front of you, but God's always watching. When he when he sees you're doing right, you're going along your merry way, you're praying that you won't enter temptation. But sometimes you're going to, and the devil places something in your path. Every time God's watching that, he's gonna say, you know, I'm gonna make a way for them to escape that temptation. And every time, every temptation you've ever faced that was from the devil, God made a way for you to escape it. God made a way for you to get around it. It's just we don't always take it. Sometimes we give in to that temptation. And it's there. And he said, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Run from it. It's tempting. And so we need to run from it. But the Bible says that when we even goes as far as saying when we fall into temptation, to be thankful. James one chapter uh, James chapter one verse two and three. I mean, this sounds kind of opposite of what we're talking about, but it says, 
My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. When we enter into temptations, okay, not on purpose, not when we jump into temptations. It says when ye fall into temptations. Okay, when you fall into something, alright, usually means it was an accident. It didn't happen on purpose. Okay, we all we all fall sometimes spiritually, just like we all fall. Uh, physically, sometimes you know we've all had those tripping incidents. Chloe had a nasty tripping incident yesterday; fell down pretty hard. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, that kind of thing is common. You don't mean for it to happen, but uh, spiritually, sometimes we're going to fall into temptation. And if we do right, God's going to protect us. He'll make a way of escape, and it's going to produce patience in our life. It'll produce something good, and we need we need to learn. But we need to learn to run from those things. And so, uh, so I guess a way to uh, give you some things that you're probably going to face in your own life that will kind of help you with these temptations. So, we've established that we are flesh and our flesh is weak. Okay? You all agree with that? Our flesh is weak. Temptation, we want to avoid at all costs. Okay? Uh, we pray that God will keep temptation from us. That's our prayer. When we enter into temptation, though, always remember there is a way of escape from every temptation. You're going to be faced with things you're not going to know what to do. There is a way of escape. You, we never have to sin. Okay, We never have to sin. All right, you know, every, every movie you watch, you know, they're always in this situation where I mean, you know, there there's, seems like there's just no right choice. They're going to have to do something wrong you know they got to choose the lesser of two evils. No, you know that's only on TV. All right, God always makes a way of escape. Okay, we don't ever have to sin. Okay? We, you never have to sin. And it's like when I watch shows like that, I'm just thinking, you know, just do the right thing and trust in God. But you know, it's Hollywood. God is not a factor in this story. But for us, we understand it is. There's always a way of escape. But we want to do all we can to avoid that temptation. And when it comes, we need to be thankful. God's going to make, God can produce something good in our life as a result of this. But then back to what we were talking about. So how do we decide what things are bad? Uh, you know, what things are good? For example, like the televisions, the computers, all those things. Cell phones. There's a lot of bad stuff people do with cell phones these days. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's perverted. It's nuts. Just what I mean. People are constantly doing things and people go as far as saying that those are bad. But there's one thing that the, the thing that we are forgetting when it comes to all of this stuff is we're forgetting about the fact that we are flesh and that we are natural born sinners. Okay? For every bit of technology that's out there, okay, there are great purposes for it, but they can be used for bad. The problem is not the thing. The problem is the person. For example, guns. Alright? Okay, I'm a Second Amendment guy. I believe in the right to bear arms. I practice, uh, it, you know, for the most part, of course, in Illinois, we are the only state in the Union where, you know, you're not allowed to conceal and carry permit and, uh, because you know our state is run by a bunch of communists, and you know, and that said, but um, but a gun is good. All right, I, I saw a video. I think it was down in Florida. A couple guys they came in to rob this internet cafe, 
And one of them came in, I think, with a gun. The other one came in a bat. And there was, there was this old senior citizen fella. He was there in the place. And he was packing. And those guys came in. And he started shooting. And he shot at one of them. You know what? That was a good thing. I mean, I, I, there was a, there was a, an old lady one time. I, it was on the news. You can hear the nine one one call. It was great. They found out some guy was in their house. He was hiding in a closet. And the granddaughter calls nine one one, and this lady's in there, and she's just screaming at that guy. I mean, she's just screaming, and she shot the guy. She shot him in the leg, and you can hear the guy scream. And the guy like goes outside, and she shot again just to scare him. And you hear the guy screaming again. You know the lady, the nine one one lady's like, "Oh, please don't shoot him! Don't shoot him!" I'm thinking, she's got a guy broke in the house. Who knows what he's planning on doing? I'd be telling him, "Shoot him in the head! Don't shoot him in the leg." But you know that was a good thing. The lady protected herself. But you know what? Then people do things like in Colorado. All right, we have that where somebody took guns and he shot a whole bunch of innocent people. The problem was not the guns. The problem was the person. And the thi- and the things that are always happening, the the sins that we're always talking about, we like to talk about the things, but we forget to talk about the person, about the human nature. For example, the television. The problem is not the television. The problem is not the remote control. The problem is the fingers pushing that remote control. Listen, you know we can all block channels. You know, there's nothing. There's, there's no magical force that makes you turn it to a certain station and keep it there. We can push the off button. You can, you know, change the channel. You can do those things, but we don't always want to. But there, let me tell you, the one thing though that we all have to admit is there's a lot of temptation on that screen. There's a lot. And that's why it's good to put some safe safeguards on there. there. Listen, there's a lot of things on television that's good. A lot of things that I like to have. You know, I like watching a ball game as much as anybody. I like watching the news and there's different programs and things that I like. But you know, we decided a long time ago that for our house, and I, I'm not saying everybody's got to do this, but for us, it's like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to get cable or satellite because one, I, it's like, I don't want to deal with the temptation. I know I'm very capable of watching a lot of things I shouldn't. Our, our house is full of kids. And there's a lot of junk on there that kids can see. Things accidentally. I was like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to have that temptation there. Not, and it's not because I'm saying that the television's wicked. It's because I'm saying we're wicked. I'm admitting that. And so what I've done is I've removed the temptation. Whenever I've tried going on different diets and things, I'll tell my wife, don't buy certain things when she goes grocery shopping. If I don't tell her and I decide I'm going to go on a diet, she's going to go buy all the junk I like that week. I mean, you know, all of it. And I'll tell her, don't buy this, don't buy that. I'm, going to, I'm trying to you know, cut certain things out of my diet because if they are in my house, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to drink it. If I have to walk by, I mean, I, I, every time I walk by the fridge, I look in there. It's just, it's just a habit. It's reflex. And if there's certain things that are in there, they will get eaten by me. And so I tell her, I don't want the temptation. You know, that's why we learned a long time ago. If we were going to go grocery shopping, we eat before we go grocery shopping. Otherwise, everything looks good, and you're tempted to buy all kinds of things that you don't need because you're hungry for everything. But if you're full, the temptation's not there as much. And we realize that I'm I'm very capable. 
That computer that you have. The problem is not the computer. The problem is not even so much what's on there. Listen, there's always going to be junk out there. There's always going to be perverts out there putting things on there. The problem is the person controlling the mouse. The problem is the person controlling the keyboard. We have to type these things in. we got to go and click on certain things to get places where we shouldn't be. It doesn't just happen. Alright? We have to, on purpose, go do that. And the problem is not, is the computer bad? The problem, or the thing we've got to figure out is, we're bad. And we've got to decide, do I want that temptation there? Listen, there, I'm not saying you can't own these things and not do right with them. You can. You can do right with those things. You can have a television and watch the right programs. You can have a computer and stay off the junk. But you've got to ask yourself, Am I going to? Am I strong enough? Am I am I capable? Many people are not, but and they won't admit it, and they get themselves in trouble. For example, uh, you know things like a credit card. Okay, a credit card properly used can be beneficial in many ways, but you got to admit a lot of people cannot handle them. Look how many people. Have gotten into trouble with those things, and how I mean they've in huge trouble. I just watched a, I watched a documentary about that. Oh my goodness! I mean, some of these people are telling their stories on there. It was it was sad. People have committed. They've gotten so deep. They've committed suicide just because they were so overwhelmed. They were interviewing this one person on there uh, when they when they were making this video, and their uh, the wife or the mom. I don't remember exactly. They they were missing. And they had been getting a lot of calls from the credit card companies, a lot of bills. They were in really deep. And they came up missing and they didn't know what happened. And when they're doing the credits at the end of the movie, by the time they were finishing this up, they had found her on the news. They had killed herself. They found her body in a river or something. And they were showing the footage of this person that as their, their dead bodies being found. They killed themselves. Because they got themselves in trouble. It's easy. Because our flesh is weak. You go into the store and you see that big screen TV or you see that whatever. And it's, oh, all I have to do to get that is pull out my wallet and and I can take it home. What a thrill. <laughs> but then it's not very thrilling when you got to pay the bill. But it's, it's so easy. The cell phones, listen. Cell phones, there's a lot of great things about them. But you know what? People are getting in trouble all the time. Young people, uh, you know, talking to people they shouldn't be talking about, constantly communicating with people they don't need to be communicating with, sending pictures back and forth, and talking about dirty stuff. I mean, even the internet. I can't. I mean, parents giving their kids phones with internet capabilities. You think that kid is going to mature enough and ready to handle that kind of temptation? Absolutely not. I don't know why. I don't know why people do that. I, I'm, I'm thankful. I didn't have to deal with. I didn't have those kind of temptations when I was a kid. My first computer that I got, I was I was 18 when I got my first computer. Back then, computers couldn't do that much, and I definitely did not have any internet access. My dad, he would not give me internet access to save my life, and there wasn't even a whole lot you could do back then with it anyway. And and I'm glad I couldn't have handled that temptation as a teenager. I'd have gotten myself in trouble. I mean, I, I thank God I didn't have that. And the problem is not the phone. The problem is the person 
Pushing the buttons on the phone. The person talking on the phone. The person doing all the stuff with the phone. It's, it's the person. And it's why did they do that? Because we're human. Because we're flesh. Because we're sinful. And there's temptations that come with these things. And we've got to realize that. And people today, they're, they're not willing to admit that I am very capable of doing something that is very wrong. And the problem is people, whenever we talk about this, okay, uh, you know, I'll agree that it's tempting. I'll agree that I am capable of doing these things. But what many people have decided is that in their minds they've concluded, well, if it's so tempting, if it's so desirable, if so many people are doing it, is it really bad? There's nothing wrong. And people have started justifying all the stuff that they're doing on there. I mean, look at uh, you know, some, of the, some of the stuff with uh, Facebook and the pictures and things that go back and forth. I mean, football stars you know, getting busted with that stuff. They're doing it. Well-respected ones. Politicians are getting busted with a lot of stuff. Politicians are doing it. Pastors are doing it. It must be okay. No. The reason all these people are doing it is because athletes, movie stars, politicians, pastors, they're all humans. They're all flesh like we are. They're all sinners. And what's happened is they've given in to a temptation that's real, and it's got them in trouble. Some of them not. Some of them. There are, we've got pastors, we've got politicians that are sitting in prisons right now because they gave in to some of these temptations. Things that others are just starting to say. You know what? It's not bad. Yes, it is bad. It's very bad. And these temptations got them the promise. They should have ran from it. We've got to learn to admit what our weaknesses are. We've got to learn, we've got to learn to do that. Listen, there are some areas where you might be weak, where I'm strong. I don't have a problem in that area. And there may be other areas where I have problems, where I have struggles, and you don't. It's not a problem for you. And we've got, but we've got to learn to look at our own life and say, you know what? And just admit it. Say, you know what? I can't handle this. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to allow this temptation in my life. I'm going to run from it. And we spend so much time debating on whether some of these things are sins or not. We forget about the real issue, and that is that we are prone to sin. We forget Romans seven fourteen through twenty five. It talks about the battle between uh, the spirit and the flesh. It's a real battle that takes place constantly in our lives. It's going to be going on until we are in heaven and until we're like Christ. And we've got to learn. We've got to learn to recognize that as individuals. Listen, I, I, I would. I would not. I would not tell everybody. I, I told a young person one time they were struggling with listening to the wrong kind of music. And you know what I told him? I said, well, here's what you ought to do. So you ought to take your CDs and things that you're listening to and burn them. said, so you ought to take that radio that's in your truck that you're listening to stuff you shouldn't listen to and said, take it out. Take it out. Give it to your parents. Give it to somebody. And then, no temptation. 
Oh, well, that's kind of extreme. Take the radio out of Christ. Sometimes we need to go to extremes. Sometimes we need to go to big extremes. You might have, there, there are some people, they may need to say, you know what? I'm going to have to do life without a cell phone. What? <laughs> but hey, if you can't handle it, you're better off without it. What does the Bible say? If thy hand defend thee, cut it off. Okay, now, God doesn't want anybody cutting off their hands, but we shouldn't allow, let anything cause us to sin. And I definitely don't think God would care if you cut a cell phone off your life. There are some people, they, they might need to say, you know what? I just need, I need to get rid of the TV completely. I can't control it. Not everybody, but there are some people, they may need to do it. There are some people, they may need to go and take a baseball bat to their computer. They may need to do that. Not everybody. There are some people that I might, I might recommend that to them. I might recommend them to go. I mean, thank the Lord. I grew up in church. I, I grew up uh, listening to godly music. And I mean, I, I, took, I, told, I think I've told you before when I was nine, I was taking guitar lessons. And my dad told me, he said, if, you, if I ever hear you playing rock music on that guitar, I'm going to break that guitar over your head. And he was not lying. My dad would have broke that guitar over my head. I honestly believe that to this day. I think he still would. I think he still would. And I used to think, man, if I, I'd be in trouble too because if I was playing rock music, it's probably going to be the electric guitar. And that would really hurt. <laughs> and I don't think he'd care if it was an electric guitar. And that, so I, I, never, I never got involved in that. It's not a problem. If I, if I hear that stuff, man, it, it, I just... I can't handle listening to it. That's not a temptation for me. There's some people, they may need to go and take that radio out of their car. That may be necessary for them. And we've got to learn to have the character to do that. That's what real character is. Character is not somebody who's not tempted by anything. We are all tempted by things. We all have our weaknesses. But that person who has character, they go as far as saying, you know, I'm going to go to extreme to get that temptation out of my life. I'm going to run from that temptation. That's what a person of character does. God knows that we're weak. God will, and God will make a way of escape for you. And the thing that we need to make sure that we're not, that we need to realize is God is not going to help us if we're constantly supplying ammo to the enemy. You may, some of you may remember this, but several years ago when Bill Clinton was president, he had given China a lot of our military uh, secrets about nuclear weapons. And of course, people were like, what was he thinking? That was foolish. That was nuts. And they thought, and the reason everybody thought that is because you can't trust China. Why would he do this to a place that you can't trust? Why would he give them ammo, give them information that could potentially be used against us. And just like that was foolish, we're foolish when we're supplying ammo to the devil. And then when we're supplying ammo to our flesh because this flesh cannot be trusted. Did you know, and this is said, but many of us, maybe all of us, if we won the lottery tomorrow, it would ruin our life. You know, because many people, they can't handle that kind of money. I've heard stories about people how, you mean, there's lots of stories. People who win the lottery, it destroys their life. You know why? Because now, you know, like, I like going to Bass Pro Shop. Alright? They got a lot of nice stuff there. But I just go and look. Alright? I like going and looking at their boats. I mean, they got some nice boats in there. But you know what? 
I'm not tempted to buy it. You know why? I don't have the money. But if I had the money, I'd be tempted. And if I had the money and I bought it, I'd be tempted to be out on that boat. Probably a lot more than I should. There's a lot of things that uh, that I would... If I had the money, I would be there'd be a lot more temptations. I have I, if I had enough money, uh, I probably wouldn't be doing all the things I should around the church because I'd be too busy doing all the fun stuff that I'd like to do. I'd like to travel and see the world, but it would probably take me out of the will of God. And we need to, we need to realize that we've got to make sure that we don't give ammo. To the enemy, we have a responsibility to protect ourselves. We need to protect our family. There's some. Listen, I I, I care about my kids. There's some things I'm not going to to give them because I, not because oh, you don't trust your kids. No, <laughs> I mean first of all, there there's this philosophy that we're all supposed to just trust our kids. You know, I trust my I trust that my kids will be kids, and that if put in the wrong situation will make some bad choices. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to protect them. And I'm going to try to remove that temptation. I'm not going to tempt them on purpose. That would that would just be terrible. That would be foolish as a parent. I'm not going to do that. And we see throughout the Bible that we're supposed to pray that we do not enter temptation. That should be our prayer. That should be our attitude. And we what we need to do is we need to we need to have an honest search through our hearts and our lives, and we need to make sure none of these things are controlling us. That's why it's good sometimes just say, you know what? Are these things controlling me? You know, can I go a week without television? Can I go one day without television? Is this thing controlling me? Just I'm not saying you have to do it. Just do it. Just just. To check, maybe you know. Uh, even sometimes, just it, it's good exercise. It's good practice to say, you know what? I'm going to go a week without sweets. So why why do stuff like that? To learn to get control over our flesh. I believe that's one of the reasons God uh, taught us that we ought to fast. Because God's wanting us to learn to get control of this flesh. So you know what? Uh, when you fast, that first day, if you ever try fasting, go two days without eating. All right, Two days without eating, the first day is the hardest. You know why? Because all day long, your body is lying to you, telling you're dying. You know, it, it's not that hard to go a day without eating, physically. And the truth is, if, if we dropped you off out in the wilderness somewhere for a whole day and there was nothing for you to eat, it wouldn't even bother you that much. You'd get hungry for a while, but you'd get over it real quick. It wouldn't be that hard. You know why? Because there's no temptation. But if we told you, I want you to go a day without eating, and you got a refrigerator at home that's stocked with food because your wife just went grocery shopping or something, it's going to be hard. That food's going to be calling you all day. That temptation's there all day. And you know what? we got to learn to get control. And that's why I think fasting is a good thing. I personally think the second day is easier than the first day. Because that first day, your body's just lying and lying and lying to you. And after you survive that first day, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to die. I tell my kids all the time, they get hungry, you know, they go three or four hours without eating. We're hungry, we're hungry, we haven't eaten since this morning. You're not going to die, kids. I mean, they've been in tears before. 
Because they went four or five hours out eating. I remember I was the same way when I was a kid. I was like, guys, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you're, you're not going to die. But it's just our flesh, it lies to us. And just like communism, communism, it doesn't come into a nation overnight. It comes through years and generations of chipping away at freedom. And many people who live under communism did not realize the sad situation that they're in because they've never experienced real freedom. If you've ever been to a country where that's not free, I mean, it's it's crazy. I've I've been I've been in Israel and Jordan, two countries that I would not want to live in. It was a great experience visiting them, but I tell you, in Israel, you got military guys walking around everywhere with machine guns all over the place. You know, uh, I'm glad it's not that bad here. I'm glad to have that in Jordan. They're I mean, they're crazy strict over there. You get a DUI over there, they shoot you on the spot. Not to mention, but, but you know, not to mention they don't have DUIs over there. <laughs> that that deters a lot of people from it. Yeah, if I get busted, I'm getting shot. I mean, they, they, you don't have a trial. They just, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you steal things, they cut your hands off. They do all that stuff over there. But you know, most of these people, like even in these countries where we've been going and trying to liberate them and bring democracy, you know who these people keep voting for? They keep voting for the dictators. You know why? They've never experienced real freedom. They don't know what it is. They never had it. And many people, we are they are so in bondage right now. I mean, they are in bondage to sin to the things of this world, and they don't even know it. And those of us who are free, we look at that and think, you know, why don't these people in, in, in these other countries, why don't they stand up against their government? Why don't they revolt? Why don't they do what we did in the seventeen hundreds and you know declare themselves independent? Just go ahead and go to war. It's better than the way they're living right now. That give me liberty or give me death attitude. They don't have it. They they don't know. They don't understand what real freedom is. And spiritually, many people are like that. They've let the devil have everything. You go and you try to talk to them about keeping things out of their lives, and they look at you like you're crazy. What? So hey, do you want? Wouldn't you like to have freedom? Wouldn't you like to not have to constantly be living in that temptation? Wouldn't you like to have victory? over that temptation. But we've got to admit that there are some things that are sins and that we are capable of doing those things. I am capable right now. I love my wife. I love my kids. But I'm capable of losing them. If there's if I got involved in certain sins, if I allowed certain temptations to take hold of my life, I could destroy that. And I don't want to do that. So you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be real careful. I'm going to protect myself the best I can because I, I'm going to admit to you all, I, I hope you all, you know, I don't want to try to take away any respect that you might have for me, but your pastor is very capable of falling and getting into sin. There's things financially that I do around here to protect myself because I'm capable of stealing the church money, embezzling it, or any of those things. So, you know, I put safeguards where. If I did it, I'm not going to be able to get away with it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm putting. You know, there's in, in the future. I plan on putting some more safeguards and things, so there is absolutely no way I can get away with it. Because if I can get away with it, then I'm going to be tempted. But right now, uh, I get busted in five seconds if I did that, and that's good. So I'm not tempted. Pastor, you saying you would steal? 
I'm not planning on it. I don't want to. But that day could come where I get desperate. And if the temptation is there, I could give into it. So you know what? I'm just going to make sure there's no temptation. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep it out of the way. And that's what real character is. That's what we're like. I would never do that. You sure? Be careful. Don't, don't tempt the devil. He may, he may go ahead and bring that temptation there and you'd be surprised. So I hope that helps you. So let's all stand together tonight with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Know when to run. Know when to run from temptation.